Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Hello, everybody. This is the Conspiracy Guru once again. Got a good show for you today. It is called, I Got Them Scientological Dianetical L. Ron Hubbard Blues. Headline, National Enquirer. April 1st, 2018, what Surrey saw in Scientology. Brainwashing, threats, bizarre rituals. Surrey is Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' daughter of 11 years. Katie Holmes has left Scientology and wants her daughter away from it, too. Tom Cruise wants to get out because of this, but will he? In the beginning, they thought they were going to save the world and enlighten everyone. L. Ron Hubbard was born in 1911, Montana, an only child. He claims to have had a cowboy upbringing, but the truth is, he's never even been on a horse. L. Ron Hubbard was a big liar and told outlandish stories that were quite easy. In 1927, Hubbard was enrolled in Union High School and Queen Anne High School. His father relocated in Guam. His mother joined him and left poor little Hubbard with his grandmother. He then went to Helena High School, where he joined the school newspaper and got poor grades. Hubbard dropped out of school and went to Seattle to be with his aunt and uncle. Then he went to Guam to be with his parents. In 1928, his mom took over his education, hoping to get him enrolled in the Naval Academy. In Guam, Hubbard spent most of his time writing essays and short stories. In 1929, Hubbard was enrolled in school trying to pass the test for the Naval Academy. He is denied this because of his nearsightedness. Then he went to Woodard School for Boys, where he did pass the test on June 1930. Hubbard studied civil engineering at Washington University. His father forced him to study this against his will. Hubbard's dad volunteered him to go to Puerto Rico with the Red Cross in 1932 for a hurricane disaster. While he was there, he spent most of his time looking for gold. Hubbard became known for his pulp fiction writing in magazines during 1930. Six of his pieces were published between 1930 and 1933. He was paid one cent per word. The first place to publish his pieces were the Paul Fix Thrilling Adventures of 1934. They published 140 stories over a six-year span. Hubbard was known for writing fantasy and science fiction, but also wrote fiction, aviation, travel, mystery, westerns, and romance. His first full-length novel was called Buckskin Brigades in 1927. John W. Campbell took Hubbard under his wing. He published many of his works. Hubbard wrote 
for many of Campbell's magazines. Hubbard supported his new wife, who was already pregnant when they married in 1933, but miscarried a few months later. She became pregnant again, and they were able to have two children. In 1936, they moved to Brenton, Washington, but the couple were very poor and survived on Hubbard's writing. In 1938, Hubbard wrote a still unpublished manuscript called Excalibur. Scientology says that this manuscript was the first step in developing the principles of Scientology. Hubbard's said manuscript was inspired by an operation he had where he had died for eight minutes. While he was dead, he received inspirations and great messages. The fact was, and the doctors knew it, he was on nothing more than a trip on anesthesia. In 1946, August 10th, Hubbard married Sarah while still married to Polly. Not until 1947 did Polly find out that Hubbard remarried. Hubbard settled in Laguna Beach, California. Hubbard took a part-time job watching a friend's yacht. This is where Dianetics began. Hubbard, Hubbard called Dianetics a milestone for man comparable to the discovery of fire and his and superior to the invention of the wheel and the ark. In 1950, Dianetics sold 55,000 copies, selling 4,000 a week. The American Psychology Association criticized the book, more promises and less evidence per page than any publication since the invention of printing. Dianetics lost public credibility in 1950 when Hubbard presented it to a crowd of 6,000 in the Shrine Auditorium. Hubbard started Scientology in Los Angeles in 1954. After this, he picked up the organization and moved it to England. He moved into St. Hill Manor in Sussex, which later became the Mecca for Scientology. The more past lives, more memories, the more engrams to be cleared in the process of expensive courses. His idea was to start a religion, and the people came and made it a success. Upon his initial success, the authorities were watching him carefully. He decided it was time to leave town. They got themselves a big boat and sailed away. Hubbard decided to expand his ideas, so he went to Rhodesia in search of the life of Cecil Rhodes. There he started Scientology, but it was a complete failure. He was sued by, for fraud by the French government, so they hopped aboard their sailing ship to escape justice. Snow White was written to clear his name. When the church gets into trouble, they always implement Snow White. Hubbard had three wives and a few children. His first wife was considered dead. His new wife thought he was something and hopped on board and was with him all the way. They sailed around for many years aboard the ship. He was skipper and ruled with an iron fist. When anyone would break a rule, they were sent to RPF, which was no more than a slave labor camp for punishment. L. Ron Hubbard's son was on board. His son was gay, and this did not go well with Papa. After a failed attempt at suicide, he was given RPF as his punishment. When he was able to escape his father's rule, the boy committed suicide. After being at sea for a long time, Hubbard decided it was time to come ashore in Clearwater, Florida. Here he started Scientology. It was a success, and by the way, it's still there. Here, celebrities such as Lisa Marie Presley came on board, and after that, her mother joined too. Now it was time to move to Los Angeles, expand, and try to have the movement across America. Scientology was a complete success in L.A., and they even named a street L. Ron Hubbard Boulevard. I really don't know what to think 
about this. Somehow Hubbard influenced the Nixon White House. I heard that he was in the CIA and these men decided to rearrange their names to match his. L goes like this. L. Ron Hubbard, E. Howard Hunt, G. Gordon Liddy. I don't think that this is true, but it's kind of ironic that they all got names alike. On January 4th, 1986, Hubbard died. They said he died like Howard Hughes. He grew his hair and fingernails really long and died a miserable creep. It seems Scientology didn't work on him or anybody in his family or anybody at all. Back in the early 80s, I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I remember talk amongst my friends. They said, you have to give up everything you own, and then they take you in and make you their slave. Well, sure enough, a little creep came around to talk to me. He told me to quit my nowhere job and come and study with them. I told him I didn't join religions or cults, and he should leave me, leave me alone before I got violent on him. I never heard from him again. Back then, I was working with Dr. Mario Miranda, who was from Chile, South America. I told him about that creep had come in and talked to me. I told, he told me that I was wise not to follow him. Now that Scientology has located itself in Los Angeles, many famous actors and actresses have joined in. I do not know what draws them in, but Scientology wants them and their money to paint a pretty picture on their organization. Before I tell you about Hollywood, I want to tell you about what I saw on television a few years ago. Tom Cruise is dressed up in vestments similar to a Catholic style. He was performing like an altar boy for the camera, trying to put a good front and make this all seem like a real religion. Once I heard they worshipped men from outer space, but I also heard that L. Ron Hubbard was friends with Aristotle Crowley, which leads me to believe they worshipped Satan. I heard that, that the learning experiences that they are taught are called audits. Each person has to pay large sums of money for every audit they earn. When you sum up all these payments, it could total up into the millions. That means Scientology is not only rich, it has become very powerful. Now, let's look at the celebrities that are in Scientology. Tom Cruise, his first wife, Nicole Kidman, his second wife, Katie Holmes. When both wives left, they also left, left Tom. They also left Scientology. John Travolta, who was suffering from poor movie scripts, probably joined to get better roles. Leo Remini, she became famous for publicly leaving Scientology and speaking out against them. Beck was brought up by, in the church and is still a member. Jason Lee from My Name is Earl is a member. Danny Masterson, Chris Masterson, Francis, Elena Masterson, all siblings are members. Danny was in the 70s show. Chris Masterson was in Malcolm in the Middle. And Elena Masterson was in The Walking Dead. Giovanni Ribisi is a successful actor who speaks out for them. Elizabeth Moth, Moss, Laura Prepon was from the, the 70s show, Julia Lewis, Christy Alley, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, she uh, donated a cool million dollars to the cause, Lisa Marie Presley and her mother, and the idiot Jerry Seinfeld. The new leader of the Scientology is named David Misgivich. L. Ron Hubbard was one thing, but this new leader absolutely evil. Today I'm watching article after article on Scientology. These people are weird. Their organization has nothing to do with religion. It is there to make money and lots of money. There's a compound in northern New Mexico where they are, 
cataloging and preserving the writings of L. Ron Hubbard. They have different sites like this around the country. Scientology is science fiction mumbo-jumbo. In their course, OT3, they tell of an alien, Xenu, and how they infested the human body with thetons that can only be removed by taking the Scientology courses. Oh my God, my body is covered with thetons. What am I going to do? I shower, I brush my teeth, but yet they're still there. Science fiction mumbo-jumbo. Oh, and by the way, after finishing the old T3 course, you should have the power to move, move objects with your mind. If you must retake the course, each order costs $100,000. I've been studying solitology for the last couple of weeks, but what I can tell you, it's on the decline. They have several buildings around the country and beyond, and they have a sign on, but they remain empty. Now, there is a David Miscavige, L. Ron Hubbard wrote all the audits, the literature. Miscavige wrote nothing. He somehow owns all of Scientology. From what I can tell, he doesn't do much. If Tom Cruise and John Travolta can somehow find a way to escape, they could do a lot of harm. Tom Cruise doesn't want to lose his daughter Katie, to Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes doesn't want her child to have anything to do with Scientology. Right now, there is another organization out there that is much like Scientology, but it's a pyramid scheme. Why do people fall for such groups? I understand that maybe it's because they're at a low point in their lives and nothing else seems to work out for them. People like Brad Pitt and Demi Moore tried Scientology because of their friends or lovers, and it didn't appeal to them. Usually cults die out when their leader dies or is in prison. This one didn't. All of all Rob Hubbard's family are out, and many of them speak badly about the organization. Somehow, they escape prosecution, but I think Ms. Gibbons should be arrested for the way he treats his followers and steals their money. They all think they're better than the rest of us, the Scientologists, and the actors in general think they're better than anyone. I don't really care about them. To me, they're worthless individuals who count on us to watch and idolize them. Of all those that I've mentioned, I like Beck and Jason Lee the most. I've been a Beck fan for most of his career, and he also shares a birthday with me, not the same year, and a last name. When I lived in Albuquerque, many people compared me to Jason Lee, or at that time, Earl, because they said I looked like Earl. It's a real good thing that most people are not a part of this. All of us poor would never be welcome there. We couldn't afford even the first audit. I've heard of people selling their houses and everything they own to pay for this so-called education. The people that belong to this cult most highly think of it. Some, like Beck, were born into it by their parents. The only thing I heard Beck say was that they could cure drug ad- addiction. L. Rod Hubbard's grandson cut quite a figure on YouTube. He was there to say some good things about his grandfather, but made it clear he did not support Scientology. I, the conspiracy guru, am here to inform the listener about this organization. If my listener is a member or a person who wants to be a member, don't let me hold you back. Only remember, they only want your money. They want your soul and they want your devotion. Well, I guess all religions want these things in lesser degrees. I'll admit that most people do not know anything about Scientology. I hope I have shed some light about them and what they do. Remember, if you're down and out and have nowhere to go, don't let a Scientologist lure you into their fold. 
Thank you. This was a good show.